Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm Jess. And I'm Regan, and this is You Pick, We Watch, the podcast where you pick the movie and we take a deep dive into it, learning everything we can about your recommendation. Today, we'll be talking about the 2012 film, Cognies vs. Zombies. So British. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so it's been a couple weeks since uh, we've done a movie, and there's been, I have a bunch of news that I kind of found over the last couple weeks. Um, Disney, the Hawkeye Disney Plus series started. I have not watched it as per usual, and I'll wait until it's all released to binge it. Have you watched it? No, I'm kind of in the same boat. Okay. I don't know if I'm... Marvel's coming out with so many things right now, and it's kind of, like, saturating for me, so I'm kind of trying to just stick to, like, the main MCU series, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, so, we'll see. Like, I haven't watched What If or any other offshoot stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aside from, I think I saw the previous series, like Loki and I keep wanting to say Captain Falcon. Cat, uh, <laughs> th that one, you know. Yeah, so, we know. Yeah. I'm just waiting for Hawkeye to come out. I mean, like, yeah. all the episodes. I, I think those main series, like uh, the WandaVision... Loki, Captain Falcon, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Hawkeye, like, all tie into the movies. Mm -hmm. um, so, but I just have to wait. I can't do a, a weekly thing. Um, I also watched King Richard, the movie with Will Smith. Uh, that's on HBO Max. And if you have it, it's absolutely incredible. And you should go check it out nice yeah um really gives a good backstory to how they grew up and became who they are it's a little i think it's a little controversial how it happened but it's still a good movie so very nice i have been checking out the new netflix series arcane which is a animated series on there and it is first of all beautiful animation and second of all very interesting it's very cool i would highly recommend it even though i'm just over like halfway through it what uh genre besides animated is it yeah it's uh sort of like there's magic <laughs> it's, okay. it's hard for me to pin down a specific genre because it's it's kind of it's got some aesthetics that look like steampunk but it's not um got some themes that relate to like cyberpunk but like it's not it's kind of fantasy right. gotcha gotcha um speaking of netflix they've already canceled live action cowboy bebop yes i have seen every episode and i support that decision <laughs> yeah you, really i've heard i've heard good things what what's wrong with it um i so it is actually very fun I did enjoy watching it. I think that John Cho and uh, Mustafa, I can't remember his last name, um, but those two guys really nail the characters. I just think that the story itself 
um i don't know like they're making some some creative changes that affect the core of certain characters and also showing the antagonist like giving him a similar amount of screen time as like the main characters doesn't work well in my opinion because what was cool about him in the original series is as soon as you see him on screen you're like oh this guy's like a shark in a goldfish pond you know like people are gonna die and now when you see him you're just kind of like eh. right. uh, okay <laughs> um i was actually i was surprised that not i haven't seen all uh any of it um but i was surprised because it seemed to be hyped up quite a bit so yeah i'll say the production design like the the sets and everything look fantastic all the visual visuals really great it's just like the writing of those characters doesn't work out as as well as you'd hope gotcha um the halo series gets its first look today yeah i don't know i i think that's disappointment in a bag waiting for you (laughs) (laughs) i i am again i was cautiously optimistic with cowboy bebop and that didn't exactly pay off i am still cautiously optimistic about halo because they've had several halo like movies i mean sure they've been like straight to like dvd or streaming or whatever you know they've done it a few times to where i think they the film or the showrunners should be able to know like what works what doesn't and what do people want to see but um more importantly i feel like paramount plus is trying to really get like a launch a flagship series that'll be the new like game of thrones and i feel like halo has the potential to do something like that because it's so popular so i don't know we'll see i do have paramount plus so right now i just use it to watch old comedy central and mtv shows so (laughs) there you go uh we'll see um they do have a lot of lore to go through oh i'm sitting over here i just want a final fantasy movie that's (laughs) not spirits within or advent children no matter how good i think those are i want one that everybody likes <laughs> i i feel like that's that's a franchise that's been going for a long time i think it's only a matter of time before we get something like that yeah i don't want an original story though i want them to pick a game other than final fantasy 7 which they seem to think is the best one ever which it's not <laughs> but that's fight me on that i'll die on that hill um but we'll see who knows um the last thing i have is that the matrix 4 is about to come out i'm excited again it's it's been a big big, i don't want to say year but it's been like a big couple months of like guarded optimism about stuff and that's kind of how i feel about that i will wait for that to be a streaming somewhere to watch it i don't know i the I really only liked the second one. Really? So, yeah. I was not a fan of the whole series. Well, that would definitely be an important thing to consider <laughs> with the new one coming out. Yeah. I've seen them all. I just, I don't know. They got weird. 
No, you're right about that. It's I, <laughs> I the first one's my favorite. Second one I really like as well, but I feel like in the second one is where things start to get a little weird, and then the third one is like it just gets much weirder from there. Yeah, absolutely. There's like a weird dance orgy. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, uh, that's all I have for news. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else on my end. All right. Well, this get to know you question is a little bit different. It's not about zombies because those aren't real, though. I think it could happen sooner rather than later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no, we haven't had an episode in a while. So how was your Thanksgiving? Good. Good. Um, got to see a lot of my in-laws and, it was a good time. Yeah, same here. We went to uh, my brother-in-law's house for actual Thanksgiving and then my mother-in-law's house for uh, Saturday, second Thanksgiving. So lots mm. of food and uh, lots of wine. <laughs> nice, nice. I mean, um, if you ask me, you can't have a good Thanksgiving without at least some booze. Yeah, no, you have to have booze. That's the only way to get through Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, let's get into this non-Thanksgiving-themed movie uh, that is Cockneys vs. Zombies. And it is four bank robbers try to get out of zombie-infested London. And not just any old London. It is, like, the East End with the Cockneys (laughs) and Chim Chimneys. (laughs) what was your first impression um the when i when i saw the skeleton zombie (laughs) (laughs) i was like really that's how it starts so i was a little like "Mm," i don't know but it uh progressively got funnier and better for me I felt pretty much the same. Um, like after that intro part there, as <laughs> soon as I heard someone say, You fucking Muppet, I was like, Okay, you got me. Yeah. I'm I'm buckling in. Yeah, the uh definitely uh I'll have some words on that later in my <laughs> overall <laughs> thoughts. But it definitely made the movie. Um <laughs> this cast I have no idea who they are, but I'm sure there's some very, very famous Brits in there, probably. Um, I know Alan Ford, who plays the grandpa. I just recognized him. As soon as he started talking, I recognized him from um, the movie Snatch back in 2000, one of Guy Ritchie's early movies. Oh, okay. That's probably why he was familiar to me. Yeah. He <laughs> has like the exact accent and things he was saying in that movie too. So maybe he's just playing himself. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it is very, now that you say Guy Ritchie, I'm like, wow, it is almost like Guy Ritchie. That, yeah. I like was a kinda, Guy Ritchie movie. I was getting those kind of vibes. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, but yeah, he's the only one. I thought I knew the guy with the metal plate in his head the uh what was his name mental mickey yeah 
Mental <laughs> Mickey. I thought I knew him from something, but I couldn't I couldn't find it. Um, but he was pretty good. I liked him. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought everyone did a, a pretty good job in this too. Um Dexter Fletcher is the only other person I recognized, and he was only in the flashback of the brothers' parents before they go out and oh. fight the cops. Yeah. Was he in who is who? How do you know him? Because now I'm going to go look. So he's also in early Guy Ritchie movies, but he's been in a ton of things, but recently has been directing movies. So he directed Rocket Man back when that came out, uh, I think in 2017. Yeah. Wow. I did not. I did not know that. Um, Let me find out where I know him from because I think I know but I don't want to say it because <laughs> I'll look like a fool. <laughs> so I just got to load this up. Um go ahead and start with uh any trivia you may have. Okay. I <laughs> I like this one just because it sounds absurd. Um apparently there was an extra scene that had vultures in it um at the start but it was actually cut because the vultures were apparently too expensive to rent and i just find the concept of renting vultures hilarious but yeah i mean how else are you gonna have them it's true um i'm still looking i found him finally but (laughs) i was gonna say i think anytime you have trained animals on a movie set it's super expensive yeah, absolutely. Okay, so he is not the same guy that I thought it was, so I'm glad I didn't say anything. Um, but probably Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels is what I recognized him from then. Oh, yeah. So, which I didn't like that movie. But anyway, that's you another didn't? story. Wait, I'm no. sorry. You, you didn't a... like that movie? No, I prefer um, Snatch over that one. Okay, that's... That's fair. Yeah. I feel like as time goes on, Guy Ritchie movies, even though I like 99% of them, I feel like they just keep getting more and more polished as time goes on. Yeah. So, Lockstock being the first one, it it does have some rough moments. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm glad I didn't say that. So we're just going <laughs> to move on from there. <laughs> um, okay. What I wanted to know while we were in trivia is what do you look for in a funny zombie movie well it's funny you should say that i feel like i don't really look for anything because i only ever watch Shaun of the dead (laughs) that's like the only (laughs) funny zombie movie i've ever really come across um but i'd say um probably just having fun with the usual tropes that are staples of zombie movies or tv shows like find a way to do something in a comical way or flip it on its head. Okay. Um, I did get very Shaun of the Dead vibes with this too. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And um, I look for like action and like over the top and ridiculousness, like <laughs> killing things just in like a way you have no like like that would never happen kind of thing <laughs> yeah getting um, real creative with it 
Yeah, kind of like Zombieland. Like everything <laughs> Zombieland did, um, I enjoyed. And then um, Army of the Dead, the new one that came out that was uh, that had um, Dave Batista. Yeah, Batista in it. Mm-hmm. That one was was good too. Um, I, I haven't seen that one yet, so I'll have to get back to you on that. That one it hits it hits a tone, but like sometimes you, it's funny and sometimes it's like really dramatic, but it's also really over the top. So it's a hard movie to kind of pin ba- pinpoint like what it was really going for. But if you like action and zombie killing, then you'll be okay. <laughs> okay, I think I'll be okay. Um. So yeah, that's that's what I like in it. Just give me over the topness. If and we're gonna I... go like fantasy style like this. And I do think that we got a good amount of that in this movie too. I was actually kind of surprised. Like this, this movie definitely feels like it has a low budget, but all the practical effects were, I think, really good. Yeah. Um, the CGI effects could have used a little work, like <laughs> the smoke when uh, London's burning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like mm, it's okay. He had some trainees in there, but. <laughs> You know, it's done. Um, I prefer these type of movies, zombie movies, over, like, Walking Dead. I don't know why Walking Dead irritates me so much, but I really do not like it, so. I liked, well, yeah, Walking Dead's kind of a mixed bag for me as well. Like, I think the things that it does well, it does very well, but then the things it doesn't are kind of... I don't know, just kind of great on my nerves. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard not to watch a zombie movie and compare it to other things. Yeah, exactly. And then what are you really comparing to? Nobody's run across zombies in the real world. <laughs> so we could all be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You know? Yeah. So at least like vampires and like witches and like that kind of fantasy has some like mythological background in it where you can kind of be like, okay, we're going to use this as a source and hopefully whoever these people were, were right. You know, mm-hmm. but zombies haven't happened. So, yeah, I, I feel like as far as genre monsters go, they're kind of newer on the block than say vampires or witches. Yeah. Um, so in this movie, they're robbing a bank, which is a whole separate silly storyline. <laughs> but um, they go to rob this bank and they take end up taking 2.5 million pounds. Now, in U.S. dollars, that equals 3.3 million U.S. dollars. It's a pretty good haul. <laughs> that is a pretty good haul. What are you going to do with it in zombie land, though? Yeah, well, I was thinking about that as the movie was going. Um, I feel like the I feel like the move to make would be to stash that in some sort of safe space and then just try to survive and outlast the zombie problem. Because that way yeah. you're not lugging around duffel bags full of essentially useless money at the time. And if it does blow over, then you're shit rich. Yeah, and I guess... 
on an island, be really uh, it would be easier to get rid of zombies from that country than it would be, say, the United States. You know. True. Also, there is a uh, a tunnel that connects England to France, though, that you can drive underwater. Um, oh well, blow that shit up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do exactly what King Charles II did and seal that shit off. <laughs> exactly. Um, this movie actually did win a couple awards. Nothing serious, obviously, <laughs> but um, it won the Toronto After Dark Film Festival. Um. For Best Feature Film, which is pretty cool. Uh, that's an audience that given award. Um, it won the San Sebastian Horror and Fantasy Film Festival uh, for Best Feature, uh, which is also an audience award. And then I didn't even know these were awards. It's the Golden Trailer Awards. Um, and it's was nominated for the Don LaFontaine Award for Best Voiceover um, from Shout Factory. Huh. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, I could see it. Shout yeah. Factory is also like a really big horror movie distributor. So it this didn't really get a release um, here. It was only put out on DVD and Blu-ray through Shout Factory. Oh, okay. Yep. Very nice. Yeah. Um, I, I was wondering if, <laughs> like, what kind of neighborhood they were shooting in. You know, just because some things, uh, in the beginning seem a little rough. You know, like people. <laughs> buying drugs from the old folks in front of the home that's hilarious but apparently (laughs) that old folks home was actually robbed a week before shooting began on the film which is why i was (laughs) made me wonder about that uh yeah i think east london is known for that kind of stuff right I i think you're right is that where jack the ripper was i think so i know that was Whitechapel, but I don't know where Whitechapel is in the context of London, so well, probably. Um, I don't know. I just tried to Google it real quick, but just don't fact check us on that. Yeah, I'm gonna say, if it's not in East London, it's probably closer to East London than... Oh, they did. You they didn't expect. take place in the east end of London. Ah, there we go. Yeah. Jack the Ripper murders took place in the east end of London. I just read it on <laughs> jacktheripper.org. There you go. The more you know. <laughs> Look at you checking those podcast, facts. That's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> giving you half looked up facts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or at least half right. Maybe only in concept. <laughs> Hundred percent of the time, we're half right. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you need. Yep. Um. So this movie, obviously, it wasn't released here, so it's not rated in the U.S. It has a fifteen rating uh, in Britain, and I actually went. I did do some research today, 
Um, I went to bbfc.co.uk, which is about all the classifications of movies in Great Britain or the UK. So now we have some context to put some of our ratings in. And the 15 rating was suitable for only for 15 years and over is correct. So with all the swearing and blood and gore in this movie, they said, yeah, if you're 15, you can see this. <laughs> well, fair enough. That would be a hard R here. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a hard R. <laughs> um, they actually have six ratings. Uh, well, seven ratings. Um Suitable for all, parental guidance, which is anything under 12. Um, cinema release, suitable for 12 years and older. S- video release, suitable for 12 years and older. 15, uh, and then 18. And then they have uh, R18, which is adult works. Which would be it, RX rating, I guess. Oh, I was going to say, that that sounds a little porny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, you got to rate the porn. it happens you have to how could you not yeah um god can you just imagine that being someone's job where their job is they have to watch an uncomfortable amount of porn every day to rate for release that Um, sounds kind of like a horrible job (laughs) it sounds like the worst job ever actually i think that might ruin porn for whoever has that job I think it might ruin everything for whoever has that job. <laughs> like, how do you go home and talk about, wow, wife, I work, I watched this porn today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched a porn today. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> let's get off the porn talk. <laughs> I'm wondering, though, since this is rated like 15 and up in the UK, how do you think like do you think that that is um not suitable um of a rating okay let me let me restart that sentence over again um do you think (laughs) that 15 is a bit young for that type of movie or do you think that like american sensibilities are just different and and uh 15 would actually be fine uh, I think that the way they talk over there in general um, and like the the fact that swear words don't aren't really swear words to them hmm. and so like that would have erased half the R rating here like mm, it would have yeah. got an R the first 10 minutes of this movie um, and Americans are very I don't know they're Blood and gore to them, like they it tends to get a higher rating too. I think. Yeah. So, I think that just other countries don't baby their children as much as we do. <laughs> I guess that's the best way to put it. That's exactly what I was wondering. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's. I'd have to go with that because it's that's just how it is. You know, it's hilariously enough, an earlier version of this movie had a lot more uses of the F word. 
uh, throughout, but was toned down in post-production, which I think is hilarious because there's already a lot in there. Yeah, I, I saw that too, and I was actually really surprised about that because, again, swearing to them is just, like, talking. <laughs> like, they say the C word, like, it's just a normal thing to call people. So. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, or maybe... I'll I'll posit that maybe it is a normal thing to call people, but we it's just uh, lost in translation across the ocean. Maybe yes. we're the weird ones. Yeah, I can uh, I could totally see that because that nothing really sounds like an insult coming from them. Yeah, it's just talking, and I do think that Cockneys, like people that talk with that Cockney accent, like are the best ones at like talking like that oh yeah i love it um this actually has mostly positive reviews by critics and as of september 2021 it actually has a 76 percent rating on rotten tomatoes hmm. yeah why not good stuff yeah, I <laughs> I think that the uh, the movie's definitely a fresh fresher take on zombies than well, I feel like this was also being released in a time when The Walking Dead had just come out and like a few years before that Dawn of the Dead like the remake had just come out, so I feel like this was released in the years where it was like gearing up for an explosion of zombies. And now that The Walking Dead's been on for like 11 seasons, I don't know about you, but I feel kind of like tapped out as far as zombies go. But um, yeah, this movie had a lot of stuff I hadn't seen before in other zombie things. So that actually, I think it comes off as fresher as far as zombie movies go. Yeah, I agree. Um, and with that, that's all we I could find. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um... That's about it. I just I like the fact that the filmmakers appealed extensively to local newspapers in and around London for volunteers to play the zombies. And uh, yeah, so you had a, a lot of local people just being involved with that locally filmed movie, which I, I just think that's nice. Yeah, I think if you're going to do a movie that has extras like that, that you need to go local and just like hey, want to be in this movie? You're not going to get paid, but you'll be in a movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I agree. I think that's really cool when people do that. Um, so with that being said, we have reached the part of the podcast where we give our final thoughts, and you find out whether we give this movie two thumbs up, two thumbs down, or anything in between. Um, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, yeah. I'll go first. Okay. So I, I I really like how much fun this movie is. Like I, I wasn't expecting that. And this is like the fifth movie I've watched in the past like three weeks that I've previously been put off by the name of it. And then I actually watch it and it exceeds my expectations. Wait, let's pause and tell us some other movies that you've watched. Oh, um, it's mostly been like, old film noir movies from the 40s and 50s so just uh 
I think all of these are on YouTube too. The ones I can remember. So you have a movie called Johnny O'Clock, which sounds comically bad, but it's actually pretty good. Um, the Strange Love of Martha Ivers also has a weird name, but it's good. And I think there's one that was called Kiss of Death, which sounded just kind of corny. Ended up being pretty good. Okay. Yeah. You may continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I like the the fun vibe to it. It actually has some very funny lines and some visual gags that made me laugh pretty hard, like uh, Mental Mickey <laughs> tearing off his fake mustache in the bank and having a real mustache underneath, <laughs> and just the whole concept of mustaches as disguises, even for the the woman with them. <laughs> That made me laugh pretty hard. Um, Good physical effects. And (laughs) probably my favorite, like, visual punchline was (laughs) was when there's a zombie baby and Mental Mickey punts (laughs) punts it into a billboard. Oh, my God. I was crying laughing. Yes. That's the part that I was talking about. Yeah. Well, as as soon as you said, like, we got to talk about one scene in there. As soon as I saw that, I was like, yep, nope, that's the scene. That's it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. So this this movie actually made me laugh a lot. Um, and something I was impressed about is there's actually a lot of things that are set up early on that pay off later in the movie, which is a lot more than I can say about a lot of blockbusters that come out every year. Like, yeah, I'm I'm glad they didn't just forget about Mental Mickey's cache of weapons. Yeah, yeah. Or his metal plate in his head. How about that? <laughs> yep, that too. Um, and the grenade. Like, there's there's a lot of stuff that comes back around also that's a lot of guns to have for being in a country where guns are super illegal to own yeah i mean they gotta have them everywhere like that you know like some but every country's gotta have one guy with guns like that (laughs) just in case the zombies yeah so yeah all of that together i would happily give this one thumb up like easily one thumb up possibly just shy of two thumbs very nice very i am pleasantly surprised at your reaction i thought it was not going to be a good reaction from you um but i don't know i'm very happy with that um (laughs) i'm i'm kind of like on the same lines as you um this was is a fun quick it's only 90 minutes so, like, I love when movies, like, hit that 90-minute mark if it's a comedy. Um, I would prefer if more dramas hit that 90-minute mark. <laughs> but, you know, apparently we're going for two, two and a half hours now. That's normal runtime. Um, it's over the top. And like I said, it, the fact that it's done with that Cockney accent just makes it so much better. Um, <laughs> can we Can we just for one second go back to that line where... It's funny because I, for the most part, feel like I've got a terrible memory, but I feel like this line will just stick with me for the rest of my life. When the old guy's in the wheelchair, <laughs> Alan Ford is just like, yeah, we can't sneak people out of the building through a skylight. He points to that, that guy, I can't remember the name, he's like, yeah, he's a, he's a, 
I'm sorry, I'm laughing too hard. <laughs> He's uh god damn it, Raspberry Ripple, <laughs> which <laughs> to mean cripple. Yeah. Oh my god. That, that which just... I didn't get at first because I don't get like that cockney like rhyming uh how they used rhymes to say other words until the zombie was biting his leg and he took his leg off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but I like that too. Like they had two sets of things like that where the guy was talking in those rhymes and they were like, What are you saying? <laughs> even they didn't understand. And then he went on like a tangent of all the rhymes. Yeah. And the only reason I even know that exists is because in Austin Powers in the third one, uh Michael Caine does that with Mike Myers. And like in the special features, they talk about how they actually can't you come up with those words and so I owe Austin Powers uh, some knowledge there. So. I love that. And I remember that exact scene from the movie, too, as one yeah. of my favorites. Um, and the only analogy I remember, or like saying I remember, is going up the apples and pears to go upstairs. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, if, if this had been just regular English people, I think it would have been just another Shaun of the Dead. Um. I do think Shaun of the Dead outshines this movie by a little bit um, just because the writing and like the pacing is a little better, I think in that one. Um, and, but this one has like a comic booky feel. <laughs> so they both have their qualities, but I think I do think Shaun of the Dead as a British zombie movie comedy outshines it a little bit. I'd agree with um, that. If you are, uh, unlike you, names of movies like drum, like if I'm watching a movie called Cockneys vs. Zombies, I better see Cockneys vs. Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it, it's it's not it's not a stretch of the imagination <laughs> to understand why titles like that put people off because yeah. I was going through one of those uh, cast members' filmographies and they were in a movie. That came out that same year called Strippers versus Werewolves. And I'll, t I'll tell you what. Uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing earns. I would a like to watch that movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but nothing earns a three on I quite like a name like that. Right? But there have been other movies that I've seen, like uh, Cowboys vs. Aliens with Daniel Craig and Olivia Wilde. I was I went to theaters to see that because I was like, I'm gonna see some Cowboys vs. Aliens. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. Titles to me, I think they're very important like you you say, and sometimes they do throw me off. But um when it's something like this, it I know what I'm looking for. So if I get it, I'm super happy. Um this is a funny zombie movie. Um it's a good time. I definitely think you should check it out. Um, you don't even have to watch it during like spooky season. It's an anytime movie. Uh, and with that, I give it, I also give it one thumb up. So Nice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Matt B, going on to viewer mail, Matt B requested that we do 8-Bit Christmas from HBO Max for our Christmas movie. And uh, we talked a little bit before the podcast started, and we, I believe, think that we will do this one next week, and then the week after that is Christmas Eve, and then the week after that is New Year's Eve. So we'll probably 
go on holiday break during that time. And then the first week in January, we will do our annual year in review. Um, and then we'll get back to the list. And that way it gives people time to send in more movies. It gives people time not to, uh, we don't have to worry about anything during the holiday time when it's already stressful. And um, we can keep everyone updated in Discord and our Facebook page is back, finally. <laughs> That's right. It went away for a couple weeks and now it is back. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's a good plan for us, right? Absolutely. Good. Um, with that, that's about it for this week. I'm glad that uh, we were back after the Thanksgiving holiday. And next week, I'll be, uh, I'm happy to be doing the new uh, Christmas movie from HBO Max, 8 Bit Christmas, starring Neil Patrick Harris. Same here. So, um, with that, you can take us out, Regan. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Next week, we're going to discuss 8 Bit Christmas, picked for us by Matt B. Remember, you can help um, select the next movie that goes on our list by emailing the podcast at youpickwewatch at gmail.com or message us through Facebook. Twitter or Discord at you pick we watch. I'm Regan. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at author Regan Brooks. And I'm Jess. You can find me on Twitter at RadMadMal. And this has been awesome. And we had a lot of people listen the past couple weeks um, while we were off. And I super appreciate everybody listening. Um, for some reason, Geely is still our number one episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish people would stop watching and listening to that movie <laughs> <laughs> oh but you know whatever it's fine um we appreciate you all if you could get people to listen to the mummy episode that would be way better <laughs> <laughs> and there's just something about train wrecks you know you can't leave those alone yeah and uh well this movie that we watched was not a train wreck so watch that and with that we will see you and stay face, stay safe from zombies. <laughs> Don't be a Muppet.